And welcome into Countdown to Game Time. Lee K. Howard, Alex Walker, he dressed like me today. I can't, I, maybe he just wants to be like me. I, I'm starting to think, but, but you look good, Alex. You too. I, I did not call him <laughs> last night to coordinate these outfits. The blue and the blue. But you know what? It, it's appropriate because we're wearing blue. We're uh -huh. talking about big blue. Mm -hmm. uh, talking about Kentucky. And I think that the main thing that we're going to talk about today on Facebook Live and the podcast here is the first week of fall camp for the Kentucky Wildcats. They got out there uh, for the first time on Friday yep. afternoon. Yep. Saturday, they had the big fan day and, and then the open practice. Mm -hmm. and, and I know you were out there and uh, I guess kind of tell us a little bit what, about what you saw. It was really cool. First of all, the, the amount of fans that were there just, just tells you how excited people are, right? Because they had a cutaway of what it looked like in 2013, then 15, and then this year. And the, and the crowd just continued to climb. So it's, uh, it, it's going to be a really fun season, too, because you saw the defense on Thursday. I mm -hmm. saw the offense on Tuesday. And... It, Everybody's excited to get rolling, right? Because everyone's underestimating this team and they're ready to prove everybody wrong. And I don't see any situation where they go sixth in the SEC East, but we can get into that in a little bit. Yeah, we can talk about expectations here in a little bit. I, I do wish they opened up more than one practice, not uh -huh. just to, yep. the, to the media, but also to the fans, because that has become an event. First of all, you have the, the fan day portion mm -hmm. of the day, which is all the autographs and things like that. But the, the practice to me has always been the most intriguing thing because it is the first opportunity really for the coaches too because they've not been practicing with their team. They've just been working out all summer. It's the first time that anyone gets a chance to see mm -hmm. these guys working in motion. And then earlier in the week, they went a couple of days without pads. Earlier in the week, they put the pads on for mm -hmm. the first time. And I know talking to Cash Daniel yesterday, I asked him, I said, so did, did things change a little bit when you guys put on the pads? And he's like, oh, yeah, especially for the young guys. Yep. That's, when, that's when they figure out real quickly just how fast this college game is. And, and some, my big takeaway, too, from Fan Day and from the first practice on Saturday these freshmen are legitimate, right? Mm -hmm. You can just tell the recruiting class caliber has has gone up over the years since Stoops got here. Uh, Moses Douglas is a guy that I saw right away. He could be a playmaker. And then you see J.J. Weaver, Jared Casey. These aren't the recruits of old. I mean, these are. this is a new kind of Kentucky. I think, what did Vince Merrow's tweet say the other day? Something along the lines of, oh, yeah. don't be fooled. This, this the is the old, not the old Kentucky. Right. Just, I love swag. I love swaggy Vince Merrow. Like he, when he starts talking like that, you know he feel, feels good about his guys. And and here's kind of a cool thing. When Mark Stoops and his coaching staff first arrived at Kentucky, they needed some of those freshmen, those first couple of classes that they brought in. They needed some of those guys to play immediately yep. because they were kind of depleted as far as the talent and the depth went. Now they've got a lot of depth in a lot of positions, maybe not the secondary, but they've got a lot of depth around the field that they don't always need some of those guys to mm -hmm. play. But on the other side of that is they've got some guys, like you mentioned Moses Douglas, who could step in and play right away. Mm -hmm. And I think he is a candidate. Uh, Stoops has not said who's playing and who's not of the true freshman, but certainly in the secondary with, with the, the needs that they have, I think he is a candidate to step in and play right away. And it's also a chance for us to see those impact freshmen see how much they've grown in year two. Uh, one guy that sticks out is DeAndre Square. I don't know what he did in the offseason, but he put on a whole bunch of muscle, and he was good last year. Uh, imagine what he's going to do this year now that he has a little bit more confidence and he knows the system a little better. And uh, Him and Chris Oates are those two guys that 
were really good last year, and they have a chance to take that big step. And uh, they're going to have to because that's a defense that's, that's young, but they have a lot of talent on that side of the yeah, board. Yeah, on that side, you've got, like you mentioned, the young guys, the sophomores, DeAndre Square, Chris Oates, and, of course, you've got the, the senior veteran, mm-hmm. Cash Daniel, there to yep. anchor that group. And they're, they're deep. I mean, Boogie Watson, I mean, they've got some guys that will play both strong side and weak side linebacker. The defensive line, though, is what excites me the very mm-hmm. most. <laughs> uh, when you've got a line that looks like Kentucky's line, you know you're in the SEC. And that hasn't always been the case. They've had one or two or a couple of guys across the line, but they've got six or seven, maybe, maybe even eight, defensive linemen who can come in and start games and play meaningful minutes on that defensive line, that is going to be huge for the Wildcats. And, and on fan day on Friday, uh, each group, each position group was separated for photos and interviews, and you and Brian got to talk to the defensive line. And right. There wasn't a group that had more fun than that group. And no, you that, can just tell how loose they were. Time. Yeah, yeah, that always. group, Phil Hoskins, is, yep. is if they gave out a class clown award for the entire <laughs> team, yeah. not just the defensive line, Phil Hoskins is your guy. We're actually going to talk about him on WKYT today at 530. But uh, that group is good. And then, of course, the secondary. We're going to mention them. Mm-hmm. They, they lost a lot of guys to the NFL. That's a good problem to have. Mm-hmm. The bad problem was they lost their one guy with some experience in Devontae Robinson to that injury a couple of weeks ago. So they've got a lot of guys. I spoke to Jordan Griffin yesterday after practice, and he is one of the guys, if not the guy, that the secondary uh, coaches like like. Steve Klinscale and the other defensive coaches are looking to to really kind of be that leader back there. So Jordan Griffin, if you haven't heard that name before, he's been around a couple of years. He's a guy that they're going to really need to step up. And for Kentucky fans that haven't seen Toledo play much, that secondary is going to be tested week one. Mm-hmm. They're going to be tested August 31st against Toledo. They were picked to win their division in the MAC. We know the MAC is a pass-happy league, and, and they're going to be tested right away. It's going to be that early okay Let's see what we got. They're going to plug and play some people to see, you know, who can adapt better to that situation. But I know it's Toledo and the name recognition isn't quite there, but Toledo can throw the ball, sure. their experience, and that secondary from week one is going to get a little handful, a little taste of what this year is going to be like. Let's talk about the offense here. Yep. Uh, Terry Wilson, obviously, back to run the show at mm-hmm. quarterback. Uh, I liked what Eddie Grand said on Tuesday when you were there. He said he really likes how efficient the mm-hmm. offense has been through the first couple of days at that point of fall camp. And he talked about how much quicker install has been mm-hmm. because you have the luxury of having a quarterback that knows the system. And you have the luxury of that offensive line in front of you, too. That's going to give Terry plenty of time to make decisions because they're one of the best lines, not only in the SEC, but in the country. Terry, from last year to this year, I got here about a year ago this time, and watching Terry in camp when he was still fighting with you know, Gunnar Hoke and those guys for playing time, it, it looked a little difficult. It looked like he was having trouble figuring a different Terry Wilson in camp, though. He made things look way too easy, it seemed like. I mean, his throws were crisp, precise. He knew where he was going with the football, and he looked really good. So hopefully that translates to the field. But, I mean, he, he, he looks really sharp and concise, which is a good sign. Now, everybody knows where he is throwing the football, yep. and that is the Lynn Bowden. <laughs> Everybody that plays the Wildcats mm-hmm. this season will know Lynn Bowden is the number one wide receiver. The Wildcats have to figure out, though, in this camp, who's that number two guy and who's the number three guy. I think the guy that they were hoping that would be was Isaiah Epps, mm-hmm. who had a, uh, a minor ankle injury, he had to have some surgery earlier in the week. They announced earlier this week that he would be out six weeks. So he should be back, maybe the Florida game, maybe the Mississippi State game, something like that. They're hoping but they need someone else in that receiving group to step up so that Lynn Bowden doesn't get 
<laughs> double triple coverage the, the the entire time. And the word a lot of those guys used was we need to take pressure off of sure. Lynn. We, we need to step up and be that target on the outside. Lynn's got the middle of the field cover, but they need those outside spots to step up. One name that they also kept bringing up was Bryce Oliver. He's a guy, he was the spring game stud. He was the guy that stood out, had that touchdown uh, from Hoke. And if, if, if Bryce can step up, he's also one of those guys. He's a big body. A lot of those other receivers are, are a little smaller speed guys. He's, he's a little bulkier and, and could be that, that big red zone threat, I think, for UK this year. So look for Bryce Oliver to take a step and look for Josh Ali to Josh finally Ali, take a yep. step too because that's the other guy. According to uh, Eddie Grant, he said that, I think Josh is our number two guy at this point. Bryce is three, and then they brought up Marvin Alexander. You got Ahmad Wagner as well, Wagner, who yes. last year I think was thrown to five or six times, and there was a pass interference penalty called every single time. He's just that big and hard to, and hard to guard. And one other big guy that you that, that we didn't speak about, but Alan Daly is mm-hmm. a guy that he he is one of those big bodied guys. Yeah. And the interesting thing about him is Eddie Grand called him. I don't know the exact word that he used, actually, but he he talked about his versatility. Mm -hmm. And he said he's kind of a plug-and-play type guy, not only on the outside as a receiver, but also in the slot. And I thought that was pretty interesting because a lot of time when you think slot receivers, you think – you know, Randall Cobb or a Wes Welker or mm-hmm. a Danny Amendola or the little guys yep, the, yep. The, in the slot. Well, Alan Daly has, you know, I think he's like 6'3". I mean, he's a big guy. And I think he's got the ability that they'll move him inside and run him in the slot and give the defense a different look that mm-hmm. maybe they're not used to seeing. And don't forget about the tight ends, too. Yes. I mean, last year we didn't see a whole lot of passing looks to C.J. Conrad. He was more of that blocking tight end last year. But Keaton Upshaw, Justin Rigg. Man, they looked really, really good in those open practices, and I, I expect them to be a lot more involved this year with Terry. I like what the coaches said about Keaton Upshaw on media day. Uh, I don't know if it was Stoops or if it was Grand, but they said basically Keaton Upshaw is the first guy off the bus because <laughs> yeah. he's the guy when he steps off the bus, you're going, ooh, that guy looks like an NFL player <laughs> yep. right now. Yep. I mean, they've got a lot of big guys, but if they singled out Keaton Upshaw, the tight end, as the guy they want to get off the bus first, and, and that last says year, something. It does, and, and, and remember, these are guys that didn't get a lot of playing time last year because they were behind C.J. Conrad, and they got to learn under him, and he got to mentor those younger tight ends, and nice see C.J. last night making two catches for the Giants in, in preseason football. So I think, I think these guys – will become household names pretty early once Terry starts looking their way. And speaking of household names, there was one the last couple of years in the backfield for the Wildcats, Benny Snell. And now we are in the uh, post-Benny Snell era, but the Wildcats have three very good options in the backfield. Three good options, and they all bring something different to the table, right? They're not all the same cut. Chris Rodriguez has been very vocal about, I'm, I kind of am that Benny Snell type. Uh-huh. He said, I'm not as fast. I think the exact phrasing was, I'm not as fast, but I can get those yards when you need them. And first thing I thought was, that's, that's Benny Snell. Right. And the way he runs, very similar mm-hmm. style to Benny. Uh, Cavassier Smokes got a lot of speed. We saw him had his breakout game against Louisville. We know what he can do. And A.J. Rose, there were times last year when Mississippi State, especially South Carolina, where when he got the football, something good happened every single time he carried the ball when, when, when Benny was out. So A.J. Rose, man, he'll be that starter initially. Sure. But I, those Chris and Cavassier, they'll get their fair share of reps to see what they can do. And we were talking about who might be that second wide receiver to Lynn Bowden. These, those three that you mentioned are not wide receivers. They're running backs. But I think in many ways, those guys could be in the mix to be one of the top receiving targets yep 
for Terry Wilson. Uh, with Terry another year in this system, Coach Grant said the other day that he is finding those checkdowns much quicker. Mm -hmm. And when you have all three guys, even a Rodriguez who can catch the ball, uh, that gives Terry a lot of options. Grant singled out Cavassier Smoke of the three running backs as the best route runner. So he's a guy that I think that can come in. Uh, maybe you see some two running back sets mm -hmm. where A.J. Rose is back there and Cavassier Smoke is back there, and there's an option to, to throw the ball to either one of them. So, you know, in the past, I think Kentucky's offense was a lot of give the ball to number 26, yep. Benny Snell, <laughs> and let him pick up three to four yards. And that's because that was the best play. Mm -hmm. Now, I think Eddie Grant's going to just open up that playbook this year, and there's going to be so many more options that the opposing teams have to scheme for when they play the Wildcats. And, which, and, and by the way, just as the guys that have to read the highlights, I want Cavassier <laughs> Smoke to get the ball as much as possible. This <laughs> yeah. name is so much fun to say. It's great name. Him and Tay-Tay Crooms. Freshman wide receiver, probably won't see him much, but there are some good names on this team. Okay, we just a couple of more minutes, yep. and so we're going to wrap up talking about uh, some news that came out earlier in the week, and that was – the 2020 football schedule was released, so we haven't even began the 2019 season just yet, but the 2020 football schedule has come out, and that always leads to some, leads to some uh, interesting uh, talk depending on the matchups. Uh, Wildcats open the season September the 5th against Eastern Michigan. I, I, we already knew that. Um, the Florida game, second game of the year at Florida, at the Swamp, obviously going to be a tough one. Kent State at home, South Carolina at home. Uh, that fourth week of the season. And then the fifth week of the season is the one that, that really, mm -hmm. I think, pops out on the schedule, and that is at Auburn. Yep. Uh, first time the Wildcats will have traveled to Auburn to the SEC West opponent uh, since 2009. And that, that'll be one of those road trips a lot of UK fans circle, because I've mm -hmm. never been to Auburn, but I know a lot of UK fans are going to want to go to that game. And, and based on what Auburn's done the last couple of years, I mean, they'll be – They'll be nationally ranked when, sure. when UK makes that trip next year. Yeah, that's going to be a really, really tough game right there. Eastern Illinois is the next week. Vandy at home is uh, the week after that. Uh, you go to Missouri and then to Tennessee. Those are back-to-back -back very tough road games uh, in the SEC. Uh, that will not be easy. And then... The last three games of the year are not cupcakes either. And, I mean, Louisville maybe, but, but <laughs> it's still point, a rivalry by, game. By that point, Louisville should hopefully uh, be maybe, more up to speed. Maybe, but, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, but usually <laughs> before you play that Louisville game, you've got one of those out-of-conference yep. games against somebody that you can, you know, get your feet back under you because at that point of the year, you're really – That was Middle uh, Tennessee kinda, this past year. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but you've got two home games right before that Louisville game against the Mississippi State and against Georgia. So uh, you want to talk about two very tough home games leading into the Louisville game, which is at Papa John's Cardinal Stadium. Uh, or they, what do they call it now? Just Cardinal Stadium, maybe. I think so. Uh, yeah, Cardinal but, Stadium. But it's, at, it's at the Cardinal Stadium. And then they got, uh, you, you, they got Tennessee before Mississippi State. And Tennessee's not the Tennessee of old now. But Jeremy Pruitt, by your, that'll be his third year, I believe, mm -hmm. fourth year. He should have that thing rolling by the time. So that, that back half of the season – is very brutal. Yeah, and I forgot to mention the bye week, which I kind of like. Uh, the bye week is actually on Halloween. So Halloween oh, nice. 2020, <laughs> Halloween 2020 is on a Saturday, and that actually just happens to be Kentucky's uh, bye week. So, yeah, I, I, let me just say this. This schedule, when this came out, I, I looked at it and I was like, that's a lot tougher than this year's schedule. Oh, yeah. Take advantage of the schedule while you can because it's, it's going to get brutal next year, that's for sure. All right. Uh, I think any other final thoughts uh, as we wrap up today? That's it. Just um, 
in terms of preseason football, a lot of former cats playing. So make sure you catch those guys and see how they do. Most of those draft picks, obviously, are locks to make the roster, but you have a lot of guys like C.J. Conrad that, that need to play well the next couple of weeks to make the roster. And so, obviously, rooting on those guys, Bunchy Stallings, um, yeah, Dorian Baker with the Browns. So. Yeah, and, and one game to circle tonight, first preseason yep. game between the Steelers and the Bucks, And there are a handful of guys with local ties, Benny Snell and Bud Dupree with the yep. Steelers, Noah Spence of EKU, mm-hmm. uh, and then, of course, uh, Mike Edwards of Kentucky uh, there for the Bucks, so that should be a good one. I believe it's around 7.30. So hopefully we just get a Mike Edwards tackle on Benny Snell. That would be the perfect (laughs) highlight. That that would be He he probably wasn't able to hit him that much in practice, so this will be his chance to lay some lumber. All right, well, thanks so much once again for joining Alex Walker, Lee K. Howard for Game Time. Countdown to Game Time here on this Friday afternoon. Have a very good weekend, everyone.